Hi everyone, welcome to STEPS audio channel. We are very excited to share our content from STEPS events to learn all about the latest trends in startups, digital media, fintech, future tech, and wellness in emerging markets. You can find us on Enagami, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Make sure to subscribe to your favorite channel and we hope you enjoy the content. Daniel, I'm from Unlimited Podcast Platform because I believe that Unlimited are the, is the talent, the potentials, and Dubai is the land of unlimited opportunities. What at times is not unlimited are the resources, right? It's time, it's the budget. And that's why today we're going to cover how, as a small brand, we can address and maximize advertising impact on limited budgets, limited resources, and hopefully with you guys, we're going to find out if it's possible to do it in a limited time, so it's a win-win from everyone. Obviously, we have the experts on the field. Uh, I believe that among the four of us, we've been uh, in the region in Dubai for about a century, so we really go a long way, 30 years, 26 years, uh, nearly 20 years, more than 10 years. So we've seen the region changing, evolving. It is a market and a region that evolves at a very fast pace, as you know, and it's about understanding how to overcome challenges over... Uh, there are times, there have been tough times, and you certainly have known how to navigate those challenges, uh, how to stand out among the crowd, how to, to stand out among competitors, because competitors do come around every now and then. They don't always last, so it's about how to have, how to know how to last in the long term, and how to join forces and join vo voices. So I'm happy to join voices with the experts on the field. So once again, final round of the pros. Uh, we have Basem Samer. Nina Seredai and Nader. So first, uh, a quick elevator pitch from each one of you, 60 seconds on the clock, uh, to introduce yourself and why, when and how did you venture into branding? Basen, can we start from you? Into branding? Yes, we're here into, for that. Into, uh, into having a business? Into having a business. business within branding, yes. Why? Why? How? Why? When? Uh, because uh, why? Because I wanted to have my freedom, and I uh, uh, freedom. Yeah, freedom. freedom. I think that's it. <laughs> that's why. And I want. And I thought I, I would make a lot more money when I have my own business than being an employee, and it ended up to be true. It worked. Yes. Okay, good. That's why. <laughs> How long ago? Um, the first business nine years, and the second business. Five, six years, and the third business, three, four years. So, expert in the field, that's what I said. And not only Dubai, but also across the yeah. ocean. The agency, it's a digital marketing agency based, uh, we have an office here in GLT and an office in Miami. Yeah. And the other business um, is an e-commerce focusing here on the region. And the third business is a listing platform for medical institutions and doctors. So, different sectors, but always digital, right? And you definitely like the sunny places. There? Sunny places. Dubai and Miami. Yes, right? bring it on. <laughs> Nina, what about you? 60 yeah, seconds so, on the clock. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur for 19 years. I actually consider myself one of these crazy first, one of the first expat women who opened an office in Media City many years ago. I was in building number eight. And actually being a woman really helped me to open that office because that time there was a crazy waiting list and this guy helped me to open it because he thought I was crazy. <laughs> uh, and um, so I've been, for the last decade, I've been fascinated actually by the idea of brand development. And in my world, brand is not really what you say and how much you advertise, it's what actually people think of you. 
So my agency helps companies to create these meaningful, meaningful businesses that have purpose. And I love it because I truly believe that through businesses, we can change this world for the better. Even if it's three people business, if you ethical, if you collaborate, if you create value together, we can change the world for the better. So I'm a little bit naive maybe, but that's why I'm in branding. <laughs> um, I have my mentorship programs for startup and also I'm a host of my own podcast. That's where I started half a year ago and I think it's going well. So very, I love it, that field. So Absolutely. that's about me. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Nader? So I come from an FMCG background and I had the luxury to work on big brands. But while working on big brands, some of them were not very much known in the region as they were globally. And that's the feeling that felt really good, you know, like, okay, the brand was not very popular in the region, but I helped shape it up and it's brands I still keep an eye on today. Mm -hmm. And that sensation is what encouraged me to say, you know what, why don't I build my own brand from scratch? Different experience, but uh, different budget. <laughs> different budgets. <laughs> but you made it work. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. And uh, yeah, you're over on speed dial. Whenever I need something right away, El Grosser comes and delivers. Absolutely. So fantastic. Okay. Challenges. Right. We're here to understand what are the challenges that small businesses face, but in particular, how to address them, how to solve them. So you want to start, uh, Nadja, and we go this other way around. Absolutely. Um, I think bringing as much as possible personal experience, professional experiences to that, uh, in order to give some tangible examples, uh, bring your pen and paper, tablets. Uh, we want you to walk away with uh, some really uh, top tips and tricks to action. Absolutely. I think the, the first challenge, if I think about it in retrospect, yeah. right, is always resisting the temptation to spend too early. You have your hard-earned money, you want to get your numbers, you want to start getting popular. There are easy channels to you know, take your money and spend your money on. So it's re really the challenge is resisting that temptation and say, hold on, do I have the right product market fit? Do I have the right brand? Do I have the right you know, objectives? Am I going through the right channel? So it's really resisting the temptation I would say it's the first challenge mm -hmm. to <laughs> overcome within yourself before even taking on uh, the markets. So you would go for a, a cautious approach at first. Absolutely. So I soft think. launch, not the big bang. Absolutely. I think in the beginning, it's really important to resist that temptation and you know overcome that challenge within yourself so that when you do go out, you go with the right proposition. Nice. If you have money. If you start with money. <laughs> <laughs> but at least you didn't burn them out right away on wrong channels. What has been your experience? Yeah, given that you already have the mic. With starting, with challenges. Yeah, challenges um, that you face. Definitely, definitely funding. Mm. I think many of us, um, mm. well, the ones that don't bootstrap their business, um, or the ones that bootstrap their business like I did, um, it's of course, the, when, you when you have money, mm. you're uh, faced with hiring top resources and, uh, and yeah, just spending mm -hmm. on building the right product, marketing, um, and that, I think that's, like if you're bootstrapping and if you don't have money, uh, my advice is to partner with people, with top tier people. So get a CTO on board, give him sweat equity in the business. Let him at least advise so he can hire the right people, the right freelancers or the right agencies for you. Uh, the same with marketing partner with a top CMO in the business so he can help you, again, come up with the right marketing strategy. Same with product. 
That's what I realized. If you don't have money, you have to partner with the right people because you don't, like what I've done wrong, what we've done wrong with the first business is that after four years, we're like, ah, we wish we were partnered with the right people or we wish we spent on the right talents. Because if you have the wrong people, it takes you forever to realize. And that's the missed opportunity. And many businesses go out of business because of that. They don't have the right people. Yesterday, I was there at, uh, at FinTech and I was just scanning. You see the boards of all these companies and you scan the QR code. And there was a platform, a tech platform, and I scanned the QR code and the website is not optimized on mobile. And it's a tech platform. Oops. So why? Because he doesn't know, right? He doesn't have the right people. So I think that's... Uh, that's How do you I... recognize the right people? Well, you because just Because it's ask. easy to say afterwards. You come to step. Um, <laughs> so you just ask people. Like if today, if you are a non-professional, let's say if you don't know about, much about design, you just ask 10 people who's the best designer, right? Who's top mm -hmm. design? You're just going to... Dubai is a very small market and people are happy to help each other because we're all here to make money and to build businesses. Yeah. Or, yeah, to make money or build businesses. Yeah. So and obviously being here over the years helps you to know who to go to, right? So mm -hmm. when it comes uh, to you, Nina, what has been the challenges you faced over the years and how did you yeah. manage to overcome them? I mean, I always ch face challenges. It's never ending. I have people, I have faith in people, I lose people. It's, it's never ending challenges. What I really think is that, you know, we, a lot of startups say, oh, we don't have money or we don't have resources. But, you know, I've noticed one thing. I work with big companies also. They say the same thing. Honestly, anytime they want to close the contract with you, they never have money. And then though they have then big advertising budgets and a lot of them, they just waste it, waste it. And the real problem is because they're not focused. And I think real challenge for a lot of us that comes from the top is being able to focus. What I mean by that is to know, first of all, who you are, to know why are you different, to know why people buy from you and who are those people. Very, very simple questions, very difficult. A lot of people don't have answers for them. And this ability to focus, it gives us this fear, you know, oh, okay, I'll focus on this audience. But here's the opportunity, and here's this, and here's that, and that fear of missing out, I think this is the main challenge. I'm still doing it. I'm still trying. <laughs> I'm still scared of missing out, mm -hmm. and I can't overcome it. And I really think that's one of the main, uh, main problems, because if you know what you're doing it and whom you're doing it for, you know where to put, even if you only have 1,000 dirhams, you put it then in the right channel. And if I can bring just very, very small Please. example, this company came to me and said, you know, we're very good. I was like, okay, guys, but what you stand for? Well, we stand for quality, variety, and affordability. Okay. Yeah, that's three big words. Yes, yes. Then, okay, what? cool, but who are your target audience? Well, it's families. They're locals. They're expats. They're mid-income, and they're looking for quality, variety, and affordability. Pretty much everybody. And it covers everybody. for everyone. So think if that's what you stand out for, how much money you need to advertise. Mm -hmm. It will never be enough. So, so it, I think it's that focus. Start focusing first. Once you know, then you know whom you need, where you need, even if it's 100 dirhams. Yeah. And you touch base on a very important point, which is identify what are your strengths to stand out from the, from the crowd and the competition. Because competition will always come, right? There will always be new players in the market from the service level or product level. So I wonder, Nada, when it comes to you, obviously, when you launched El Grossa, uh, what was the 
stage back then in terms of e-commerce. For sure, it was a different situation than nowadays. But over the years, how do you still create a platform and uh, stood and made a difference? Yeah, absolutely. I think when, when we started, I'll go back to Nina's point, mm -hmm. right? Uh, maybe we started without having a clear focus. Okay, we're starting a new service. It's about delivery. And we start, and it's very, you know, we had a small budget, not a big budget, so uh -huh. some. And we were like, okay, let's go and put our brand out there. And let's go and start the service and see what we get. And we got some traction, some numbers, and it becomes tempting. Okay, let's put more, let's put more. It's a never-ending story. I think after a while, a short while, we realized that, okay, the budget is limited, and we need to refocus and think, what are we about? What, why, why are we doing this? And I think I can summarize it maybe in three points. One, going back to this, like, who are you talking to? And it's not just about, you know, these demographic or geographic, but going really deeper. What are their pain points? What channels are they browsing? What are their likes? What are their dislikes? What does their day look like? Really going deeper to understand their life and how you can play a role in, you know, relieving some pain or adding a value to that. The second is, I think, back to the example of the QR code. Yeah. You have own channels and you have earned channels, right? You leverage those first before getting into paid. There's so many free channels to use. There's so many of your own. When you're putting yourself out there, when people are going to your website, it needs to be immediately clear who you're talking to, what you're about. And we learned again from that. We went back to our core. So we are L Grocer. How do we play on that? How do we play on... What is the proposition? We started as a local UAE company. We're talking, maybe we said, we want to start by focus. We don't have a big budget as big as our competition. So let's talk to Arab families in the UAE looking for, you know, who have kids under 12. And we defined all of these and really started to capitalize. Okay, we're not going to be the biggest in the market, mm -hmm. but how can we own that niche? You know, we're not about quick deliveries when we started. We're about, you know, your full weekly family style shopping. So we did a lot of research into our audience, into our own channels, and capitalized on that. We didn't have the luxury to do research. Mm -hmm. So we didn't know, is this work? We saw the numbers are working. You know, the business metrics are working. But as a brand, OK, other than surveys, we couldn't know. But after we were acquired and we ran a survey, uh, sorry, we ran a research, mm -hmm. we found out that, wow, all the things that we did want to communicate is what now the customer is saying about us. Perfect. We have the local character, we're about the family. So even with that small budget, and everyone's like, you did all of that with this budget compared to, you know, yeah, maybe we spent one-tenth of everybody else, but everyone thought we are, you know, triple the size we are probably at the mm -hmm. time. Okay, incredible. And obviously, it proved you right, right? You were targeting the right audience and they confirmed all your assumptions. Absolutely. Because especially when you start, you might think you're targeting a an audience, but your product might not fit or your location might not be right. So you don't have to go just by assumption, but yeah. uh, look at your data. If you don't have the budget to uh, analyze, invest in Sharp researches shooters. or focus group, etc., look at your data as they come through every Monday, weekly, <laughs> uh, daily, daily data. What about uh, you again? And um, probably if you can... Uh, bring us some examples from Blooming Box because I believe it's one of the youngest company you launched, so more a startup phase yet, although I believe it's doing very well. So how did you make it happen? Uh, did make happen in what sense? Um, <laughs> to 
did you have a big budget or because it's your own budget, it's easy to ask clients for a big budget, but when it's your own, probably you, you, you take care more about expenses. Makes sense. So um, going back to the first point, talking about starting with a low budget. So Blooming Box is for two buddies of mine that have started it. And they got me on a sweat equity because they couldn't afford me. They couldn't afford having someone senior in marketing. So I joined them on a sweat equity basis. I was not getting paid. And I built equity with them. And luckily, I did it because Blooming Box is one of the fastest growing e-commerce, one of the largest e-commerce anywhere here in the region. And we started with a very, very, very small budget with Facebook or Instagram ad was the first ad. The good thing is uh, Blooming Box was a very unique product. Mm. There was a need for it. The first day we launched the ad, we got a sale. The first day, which is... Your you mom. Know, say again? Your mother. Hey? Your mother. No, no, no. no just, okay. just people. <laughs> I mean, flowers. You could have sent the flowers. My mother, my mother likes the post, but she doesn't buy. Uh, so the first day, we got a sale. And that's usually not the case with businesses. So we were lucky, blessed. We had the right product, etc. cetera. Um, so, and we grew. I think for a, a product business... Um, so let me rephrase. I think with getting the maximum exposure with the lowest budget is focusing on the creative content, which, which most businesses don't do, right? Because they don't have the resources, because they don't have the talent and the, and the budget. So with Blooming Box, the product was amazing. So you took a picture of the product and it's amazing. That's, it sells by itself, right? Today, as a marketing agency, it's very difficult to promote a marketing agency. It's a B2B to business, B2B business. So how do I promote a... a I'm just showing you the differences between the businesses. Mm -hmm. So for Blooming Box, the product is amazing. You create something nice, a short video, a reel, something on TikTok. It works, right? It's different than the others. It works. B2B business, you need to add value. You're not going to say, hey, well, I'm the best SEO agency, social media agency. So what we do is we create a lot of content, educational content. We have a podcast. We interview people from the, from the industry. We add a lot of value. And we stand out because not, nobody does it here in the region. Nobody has a podcast for digital marketing. Nobody's sharing these vi videos and added value on a regular basis. So you got to find what is that thing from a content perspective that make you stand out. And it doesn't cost me anything. The content that I create doesn't cost me anything. Just a bit of time and I boost. I put a few thousand dollars. In my case, I can afford today put a few thousand dollars. But when you have that added value and you showcase your stuff on a regular basis, you stand out and that helps you. And that's how we did it with Blooming Box. So even for you. just your own companies, there's not a, one formula that works for the, for the three of them. Obviously, no, you need course, to tailor but, made them yeah. according to the time, the audience, the service, the product yeah. to make it to make. But it I would work. say focus on content. Content. Yeah. Content, yeah. Uh, and price, because the price is nice. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You mentioned people at the beginning. So we can start from, from you as you're here. Um, how important is to join forces with the right people, not only within the organization, but also among parties, right? Okay, we're having a conversation, and something that I always say is kind of my motto is conversations lead to collaborations. It comes uh, quite natural, okay? Understanding what, from the moment you know what the others do and they know what you're doing, then opens the question, how can we help each other? What can we do to enable each other to grow together, right? Instead of being com competitors. So it's not about uh, being competitors, but how to collaborate together. So did you, how do you go with, uh, with building collaborations? Uh, did it work for you? 
Um, something to that you can encourage you your clients to do I was, it. I was somewhere else. <laughs> I, I thought you were asking her, so I zoned out. If you can repeat the question, please. I'm playing tricks on you. Yeah. yeah okay. uh, collaboration. So how important it is to grow a business, especially from an advertising perspective, right? So let's say you have a uh, Nader has a product, you as a service. How do you join forces in a collaboration? Right. So uh, we do it with us at the agency from a B 2 B perspective. So we partner with other agencies, like a PR agency that we don't sell. Um, so that works. For, uh, for Blooming Box e-commerce, we partner with, uh, let's say, Tamara. I don't know if you know Tamara. It's a, a, um, like where you split your, uh, your uh, payments. So we partner with them. They have a big database. So we add their logo and we add what they do, their offering on our emailers and on our social media ads, for example. And they do the same. Right? So they reach out. They reach out to more users, so they brand their business with us for free, and vice versa. So we tap into there. What we've done before in another e-commerce that I work with um, is that we partnered with banks, for example. So we gave, let's say, a 15% offer specifically for MSNBD cardholders, and then MSNBD promoted by email, social media, and so forth. So you get that exposure. So what you have to do is that you just give that discount uh, Instead of you just putting so much money to reach out to this, uh, to this audience. So that's how partnerships work for us. Perfect. For you, Nina, did I you use collaboration for your own company, something that you encourage mm -hmm. your clients to do? I wanted to say one little thing about competition. I think yeah. we, a lot of time we think that competition is people from the same industry. But actually, we need to think about competition as this big mess that's happening around the world, this clutter of everything that's mm -hmm. happening. Clutter of content, messages, you know, social media, products, features. And I think this is a lot of time we forget about it. It's great, absolutely great. It's great to create content, but it has to be really meaningful. I've been, um, there's no time for very interesting stories, so I'll move to the question. <laughs> <laughs> the collaboration. Collaboration is important. I think, I think we all work now in the ecosystem and the partnership. Mm -hmm. Oxford Business, um, and Oxford Business School, they suggest this kind of new strategy to look at your company. And it's a very simple access. Partnership is one of the fundamental uh, blocks now to build a strategy of your company. And there is one little exercise. What I truly advise you and suggest you to do is put your company in the middle and then imagine it is like a mind mapping exercise and put all the people you're dealing with around, all the companies, organizations in, that are close to you in one circle and those who are broader, like governments, city you're in, you know, country you're in and so on. And then think about each individual partner what kind of value you bring to them and what do they bring to you? And think how together you can create that co value co-creation, something bigger. And write it down on the piece of paper for each individual stakeholder mm -hmm. that involved in your business. And then think also how then that partner through you can collaborate with this partner and create value together. It sounds maybe a little bit like Nina Professor talking, it's a little <laughs> bit silly, but believe me, once you do it, number one, you'll see new collaboration that you can think of, new things that you can make together with people you've never thought about, and then there's another part of it, you feel very important after that, because you feel then how much value you actually create together. So there's a lot of great examples, collaboration, I agree, but I suggest you to do this exercise, exercise. you'll enjoy it, and then put it on the wall. Mm. Lada, what about you? Collaboration uh, over competition? We did a lot of collaboration with other startups when we started, mm. right? We did, you know, same size as us, maybe some a bit bigger, some a bit smaller. 
cross-marketing, cross-content, competitions, all sorts of stuff. But I go back to what I said about the audience. And yeah. that was at the phase we were still experimenting. Saying, we need to get our name out there. What's a cheap way to do it? What's an affordable? We have some audience. They have some audience. Let's cross-promote each other with some creative ideas, creative content. There were hits and miss. But when we went back and evaluated when we were doing our exercise in terms of who's the audience, what do we need to talk to them about? What do we tell them about? The ones that worked were the ones that had the better fit with the audience. Yes. By Good far. Point. Yes. So even, even in those, it may, may sound like a broken record, but the yeah. going back to the who are you talking to? Yeah. What's the objective? What, what are you yeah. telling them that will you know, have a value, have an addition uh, to what they're doing? Yeah. And when you choose your um, partner uh, for collaboration, would you choose someone within the same service? If you provide a service, another service provider, or if you provide a product, you would go for a service provider and vice versa. So you look at complementing resources and skill set or offering the same? I think it was... Uh, uh, because we're a marketplace, mm. early on, for example, we work with a lot of retailers. Okay. So in the early days where e-commerce was new to them, they were promoting us as, oh, okay, you can order online from El Grocer. Yeah. Or with brand partners, you can now order your can of Coke from El Grocer, right? So these were some of the earlier partnerships linked to commerce within the platform. And later on, it was also partnerships with people who were more fit to the audience. So kids app. Uh, or mm. recipe content or you know things like that or influencers who make recipes that can do recipe content they were some were great for different objectives but these are the sort of you know different stages that we went through and if I may add I think collaboration with your audience is very important with the people that, with the audience. I think that's one of the most important ones so, so I encourage I you not to leave the room right uh, away please. but say bring, bring no. your business cards network because they're open for collaboration so if you are stand out I think it's time for, uh, for questions if you have questions for uh, panelists on topics that we touched please can she have a microphone or we bring it from here <laughs> Multitasking women, grazie Dolly. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> uh, I have a question for Bassam. So I come from a digital marketing background as well. I've always been in multinationals and big agencies. Um, my question is, how do you break through, first of all, the, the um, clutter of so many new startup agencies. How do you differentiate yourself as a first point? And a second point is how do you build a client base when so many companies are looking for reputation and big names? Mm. They're not big agencies are not necessarily always better, but they have a strong name. So how do we? If I tell you, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I, thought, I, I thought you wanted to apply to work with you. Um, I can tell you if you want separately for the, but but you have to I'd like stand to out. Uh, so how we stand out? Let me rephrase. So today, if you want, uh, for if someone wants to do an open heart surgery, it's not gonna go online to search for open heart surgery doctors. They're gonna ask, and you're gonna go specifically to that doctor. You're gonna wait until he's, and that's what you need to build. You need to be in a position where they only want to work with you. Google Ads works. We do it. SEO works. Social media works. But you want to stand out. How, I st how we stand out today as an agency is by creating this added value content that no other agency does, by doing, honoring people on a podcast, 
and by doing talks like this. Ah, I'm a step. I brag about it. I have my video, uh, my colleague who's a videographer here, and I'm gonna post stuff about me. And I spoke yesterday at another event, and I'm just gonna speak at a union in a couple of days, which most business most business people don't do. So you stand out. When you stand out, makes it a lot easier. Then they come to you rather than doing you are doing all the outreach and the inbound marketing. So if I can build on that, so make yourself visible, be heard, be seen, I'll send you so the bill come later. to you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anybody else? Okay, we got room for one more question. Grazie, very generous. Yeah. Anybody else? Yeah. Give them 10 seconds usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Perfect. Uh, I have a question to Nina. And it's more about the topic. How important is the purpose when a company is created? You know, when, when a company say, okay, uh, I want to deliver some, some value in the world. How important is from your perspective as a brand strategist, this purpose to be, you know, um, to be communicated, Conveyed. to be put uh, internal and external, not only for the customer outside, but also for the internal world. You know, how important is to find the right employee and so on. I think, yeah, it's one of the biggest differentiators is to have your purpose. So people do not want to just buy from you because they want you to be rich. They want to buy from you because they want to be, feel something better and feel, you know, part of something that changes the world for the better. In most of the cases, not everyone, but it's going there. And I think this purpose, purpose, everyone is talking about this word now, but a majority of companies, especially here, sorry to say, but they still use purpose as a way of creating content and putting it on the website. But Hashtag. really, purpose is, mm. is about really your true intention of doing what you do and making money out of it also, but a good intention. So I would say don't put purpose on your website. Put it in your heart and your people's wow. heart oh. and act on it. Oh. <laughs> I think we can wrap it up there because it's a very nice closing line. What do you think? Yeah, are we behaved? Thank you for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. You can find our content on Anrami, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. Follow us on social media at Step Conference and let's stay in touch.